Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Unto him 
by the miracles he performed in the creation. Think about the miracle of the uh, water turned into wine. Water is a creation. Wine or grapes is a creation. By him turning the water into wine reveals that the water was redeemed. The water was under the authority and the power of heaven. Jesus came to demonstrate that. Jesus was the full manifestation of the kingdom of God in the earth realm. And so, therefore, Jesus exercised dominion over the water, turning it into wine. We see him exercising dominion over the trees that God created in the beginning. In the book of Mark there, when there was no fruit, he cursed the tree to the root. He had dominion over the created things of God because God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. We see with him uh, walking on the water. It's a revelation that the water was reconciled unto God, and he had dominion over it. We saw the bread multiplying, the fish multiplying, dominion over the creative work of God. The fish and the bread was reconciled back into the authority of its creator. Reconciliation simply means to bring back into harmony or to bring back into peace. What causes us to be out of peace is sin. Sin, now wrath comes as a result of sin. So by the mere fact that God was able to multiply the fish and the bread, he had a legitimate authority in the earth realm to bring it back, to take dominion over it and to bring it back. Jesus was able to do that because he was the sinless Lamb of God. The fish and the loaves was under the dominion of sin. The water was up under the dominion of sin. The wind was up under the dominion of sin or the dominion of Satan. And so therefore Jesus came as the sinless Lamb of God and by him being the sinless Lamb of God, had not died yet, but he was walking in the strength of his resurrection authority and power because he had not committed sin. And he exercised dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. The very commandment that God gave Adam, we see Jesus exercising it. And so therefore, it was considered to be reconciled. So God reckoned it, accounted it under his dominion by Jesus' faith. Remember Abraham? How God accounted to Abraham, accounted Abraham righteous because he believed God, and him believing God was an act of his obedience. He did what God told him to do, and God accredited, accounted it, reckoned it for righteousness his obedience. So here's Jesus living to bring pleasure to the Father. Here is Jesus living in total 100% obedience to the Father. Just like God accredited to righteousness for Abraham, a man that was born in sin and shaping in iniquity, he entered into a covenant relationship with the Father. And by him entering into a covenant relationship with the Father and his obedience to the Father, now the Father have access to the creation, his creation through Abraham, just like, just like God had access to his creation through his son Jesus. So he was able to uh, multiply the fish and the bread. He was able to walk on the water. He was able to cast out demons. He was able to heal the sick. He was able to raise the dead because he had dominion over it. Think about it. Sickness and disease, destruction comes in as a result of sin. What's the manifestation of sin? What's the result of sin? Death. Death and destruction. Satan comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. We see no destruction in heaven. No destruction in heaven. There was no destruction before sin 
entered into the world through Adam. So since then, Jesus comes on the scene, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, walking in the righteousness of God, a sinless man of God. He's in a sin-stricken world. He's in a world that's up under the dominion of sin that came as a result of Adam. Satan can manipulate, do whatever he want to because he's under sin. The whole creation is in sin because it was turned over to Satan through Adam. Jesus comes on the scene. Now watch this right here. In the creation of God. Now think about it. Satan did not create the heavens, the earth, the world, and all that dwells therein. Remember, Adam did not create the world uh, uh, and everything that dwells therein. He didn't create nothing. Adam didn't create anything. Satan did not create anything. God is the creator of the heavens, the earth, the world, and all that dwells therein. But God delivered into Adam's hands the authority over his creation. And so once Adam sinned, then Satan now had authority over the creation. That is where sickness and disease come in. That is where destruction comes in. That is where all, we, all the, uh, uh, the death comes in. This is where we see uh, chaos and confusion. This is where we see murders coming in as a result of sin. Now, here is the earth uh, under the influence of sin and under the dominion of Satan. So Satan is considered the god of this world as a result of Adam. Jesus comes on the scene, born of a virgin, never committed sin, so therefore he was not born of a father, but born of a mother. So therefore he didn't get his life from his mother, he got his life from God himself because he was not conceived by a man, but conceived by God, his, his mother. Uh, uh, he was conceived by God. So, so God now, the creator who is, who is the owner of the earth. Now, Satan is considered the God of the world, but not the God of the earth. And there's a distinction between world and, and, and earth. Uh, 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 the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And even, even the human beings belong to God. Every human being belongs to God. Adam created nothing. Satan created nothing. Adam didn't even create uh, 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 Eve. Adam did not create uh, uh, the sperma that was in the loins of Adam. Did not create because Adam had no power to create. Satan has no power to create. Satan can manipulate what is already created, but he has no power to create. So when we look in the word of the Lord and see that God now have access to his creation through his son Jesus, he have access. And so since he have access to his creation, Jesus comes on the scene sinless. Now how is Satan able to manipulate the creation. How is he able to manipulate the world? He only can manipulate the world and the creation of God um, through sin. That's the only way he's able to manipulate it. So sin, uh, death comes into, uh, uh, sin comes into the earth through Adam's disobedience. Death comes into the earth as a result of Adam's disobedience. Now Satan becomes the God over the world through sin. He becomes God over the earth world, not earth, but the earth is affected by sin. It's affected by sin. So the scripture never says that Satan is the God of the earth. He said he's the God of the world. He's the God of the world, the prince of the power of the air. The prince of the power of what? The air. But who created the air? Did Satan create the air? He did not create the air. Well, who created the air? God created the air. God created the earth. God created the ocean. God created the sun. God created the moon. So therefore, if you really think about it, Satan is living and occupying the creation of God illegally. Illegally. Now, he's the God of the world. Satan, uh, Adam 
turned the world into his hand. And even the creation of God put him lord over the creation. And think about it. Let's look at the wisdom of God. Notice who, did, who God put, made a God over his creation. A man that was created. A man that was created and a man that came from God. Adam was just like Jesus. He was a God-man. He was a what? God-man. What make Adam a man or a male or a human? What make Adam a human is he came from the dirt. What make Adam like God is because God breathed into Adam's nostril the breath of life, and Adam became a living soul. So Adam was just like Jesus. He was a God-man, a man of God, a flesh of God, a man that had flesh and bone, but of God, part God, part man. What is Satan? He's not part man nor part God. He, he was part God, but he's dead from God. His disobedience, a rebellion, uh, cut him off from his creator. So Satan is neither man nor God, but he is a supernatural being. He is a supernatural being, a distorted, a perverted supernatural being. So therefore... The creation, the only person that have a right to the creation is someone that came from the creation. So God formed Adam out of the dust of the ground, God, which is the creative work of God, came from the earth, and God breathed into Adam's nostril the breath of life, and the earth became a living soul, or the flesh part of it became a living soul. So when we begin to look at the principle of God, when Satan, when Adam sinned and he turns over that which God gave him to rule and to reign, Satan begins to rule and reign. He begins to manipulate the wind. The Bible called the God of what? The air. The God of the air. Prince, no, the prince of power of the air. The prince and the power of the air. Now the reason I personally believe, calling the prince of power of the air, because his kingdom is a celestial, I would say celestial, but it is a spiritual, a spiritual kingdom that you cannot see, but it's in the air. It's in the heavens. It is in the heavens. And, and, and the Bible described the Holy Spirit as when, as when. And so, therefore, angels, demons, it's like wind. They're like air. So you can't see them. So when we begin to look at God comes as a man, the second man, Adam. That's just like Adam, but the, think about it. Think about it. Jesus was virgin born. He was what? Virgin conceived and virgin born. Think about Adam. Adam, the same thing. Adam, uh, a flesh came from the earth, but he came from God. God breathed into his nostril. The breath of life in Adam became a living soul. Jesus became just like Adam. God did it the same way, but just different, different twists to it. So therefore, Adam did not come from Satan. Uh, Jesus did not come from Satan. Both men came from God. And that's why it's beautiful when you look at the genealogy of uh, uh, of Jesus in, uh, I think it's Matthew, uh, uh, Luke, one of the two, when he's talking about the genealogy, and it ends with Adam, the son of God. Adam, the son of God, in the, in the genealogy. So God, in his wisdom, became a man, just like Adam. He became a man so he could have legal access uh, back to his creation. It was man that was always given dominion over the fish of the sea to follow the air and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the face of the earth. Now is man restoring the creation back to the Father. God became a man to reconcile, to restore, to bring back his creation, back in alignment to him, back up under his influence, no longer up under the influence of Satan. Now here's the beautiful part about it. What causes destruction? Sin. 
Sin. What causes death? Sin. What causes chaos and confusion? Sin. Uh, uh, what causes um, any kind of catastrophic situation? Sin. Now, did Jesus, did God conquer sin? Yes, he did. He conquered sin in his son. He defeated sin in his body. In his body, he conquered sin because that's what sin was birthed out of Adam's disobedience. He conquered sin. He didn't know. Watch this right here. He died for the sin of the world. He died for what? The sin of the world. And as a result of the sin that came into the world, the earth was affected by it. That's where famine comes in at. That's where famine comes in at. The earth is always affected by our sin. Every time there's sin, the earth is affected. When we're living in sin, the earth will be affected. The wind will be affected. Uh, the ground will be affected. And, and, and what will be the results? The results is always destruction. How? Through earthquakes, tornadoes, famines, uh, water drying up. These things don't take place in heaven. These are the type things that take place here. But I personally believe they don't have to. If we can get a group of men and women together, and, and, I, and my passion is always to try to get the government authority, those that's really illegally a government authority, coming together, coming together with the understanding that sin has been conquered, death has been conquered. Jesus died to sin once, and he dies no more. Sin really, really has been conquered. So what is our responsibility? Our responsibility as the body of Christ, as apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. Now, I want to challenge all of those that is listening to me. My thing is with us preachers, we are the government authorities. But notice who does the most praying in our church. It's not the pastors. It is not the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and the pastors and the teachers. It is, it is not them. It is we got, we got intercessors and we tell everybody else to pray, but the preachers don't pray. The power is released through the government, through order. If, the, if we're not praying then you and I do not and cannot discover the will, the heart, and the mind of the Father to release it in the earth realm. We cannot release it in the earth realm. Notice now what the scripture says uh, concerning uh, in, in Acts in chapter 6, when there was uh, an uproar that took place uh, between the Jews and the, um, uh, I don't forget, the other uh, group of people, uh, that came, it was, it was uproar because they felt like the Jews was being playing favoritism and probably was uh, 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 with the distribution of food. And so they, uh, the apostles came out and began to deal with the matter and said, choose you uh, uh, seven men amongst yourself and, and men and gave them uh, a, a, a reputation and, and fear God and full of wisdom. He laid down the criteria and let them be over this matter. Then what did the apostles say? The apostles say, for we are called to the ministry of the word in prayer. We are called to the ministry of the word in prayer. So every legitimate or, 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 or uh, heavenly sanctioned apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, we should be living in the word and living in prayer so we can discover the heart of the mind of the Father, and we can release it to the body, and the body can go forth and execute. Now, what the, what the person of the fivefold ministry gives, uh, according to Ephesians 4? To equip the saints for work of ministry. To equip the saints for work of ministry. We discover what the heavens are saying. We release that word to telling people what the heavens are saying, and the people go forth and execute it in the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit. And what is happening? The ministry of reconciliation. They're going forth from reconciling. And we're indeed, and we're indeed 
reconciling that which was under the dominion of sin, under the dominion of Satan, under the dominion of death, reconciling it. How do we do that? I thought you said it was already done. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto him. Yes, he have done it, but it's up to you and I to execute it. Jesus has already done it. We have to execute it. He said, let me give you an illustration. I did a message at one of our conferences. Uh, uh, the subject was the church, God's executive branch. Now think about it, ladies and gentlemen, how this works. It works the same way heaven works. Our branch of government basically works the same way. There is a will. The will of God is revealed. But you don't see God himself executing his will. You don't see it. He releases his revelation, the revelation of his will. The angels carries out his will. When Daniel uh, discovered that it was time, uh, the seventh year was up, was coming to a conclusion, he went in fasting and prayer. You know the story. The Bible said he heard God the first day. He heard, no, not he heard God, excuse me. God heard him the first day. But when, now we pray to God, but the angels are dispatched. God dispatched the angels as a result of our prayers. As a result of our prayers, he, he dispatched angels. Now, take our president. Now, the president occupies the executive office. He occupies what? The executive office. Now, the uh, president is the one that is to sign the laws uh, into motion. In other words, uh, uh, Congress uh, is the one that writes the laws. The president has the power to agree with them by signing them or to veto them. That's what the president, that's the executive branch. Once the president signed a bill, signed a law, it is legal. Now it must be executed. It must be what? Executed. Well, see, that is the problem. We're waiting on God to execute, but God has already signed it into law. He'll sign our salvation into law. He'll sign our restoration and reconciliation into law. God has already put his signature on our health. God has already put his signature on our wealth. He has already signed it. And we say, God, what, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. God said, what are you waiting? The signature, I have signed it. I signed it over 2,000 years ago. I signed it when my son died on Calvary's cross and rose from the great grave on the third day and ascended and now sits at the right hand of me. It's already been signed. It is signed in the blood of Jesus. It is signed in the blood of my son. So it is already law. Your health is law. Your wealth is law. Your peace is law. Your love is law. Your joy is law. Are you getting this? Uh, uh, the, uh, the, the strength and the salvation of your marriage is law. The strength and the salvation of, the, of your children's destiny is law. So it, it's been signed. And then what is the problem? Execution. Now the law must be enforced. It must be enacted. Once the, once the president signs it, now it is up to everyone that is responsible for initiating or executing the law is up to them. Now, if the president signs it and nobody executes it, it becomes what? A dead law or a dead letter. That's exactly what it is, ladies and gentlemen. It becomes dead. Been signed. Sitting on the president's death, death. Signed, but nobody did anything. If it had, if it's not enforced after a certain amount of time, I don't forgot the time. It becomes dead. It becomes dead. So therefore, my health has already been signed. Your wealth has been signed. Your relationship has already been signed in the blood of Jesus. But we wait on God, and God is waiting on you and I to execute what has already been signed. By the blood of Jesus. He's waiting on you and I. 
to execute it. To execute it. And so what happened, we, we, we pray, 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 and what are we doing? Watch this way. A lot of our prayers, we're praying that God do what has already been signed. We're asking God to do what has already been signed. Know what the scripture says in 1 John 5, 14, 13. Uh, 13, 14. I think it's 13, 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Let's put it this way. If we ask him for anything that he's already signed off on, he heareth us. Anything that he's already signed, he heareth us. Have he signed for your health? Yes. Have he signed for your life? Yes. Has he signed for your salvation? Yes. Has he signed for your deliverance? Yes. As it is in heaven, so it should be in the earth. Whatever is in heaven, God has already signed off on it for it to be on earth. For it to be on earth. As it is in heaven, let it be on earth. Your kingdom come for what we your will to be done. Where? On earth as what? As it is in heaven. So by the mere fact the kingdom has come, that means you have already signed off on it. Now, since the kingdom has come, it's up to you and I to execute, to enforce the kingdom. Or to enforce the law. What's the purpose of police officers? To enforce the law. What law? What has already been signed. What has already been signed off on. That's their job. To enforce what has already been signed off on. The police officers cannot arrest you about something that is not in law. It's illegal. It's illegal for the police officer to arrest you for something that is not law. The police officer is responsible for enforcing what is already in law. That means the executive branch has already signed off on it. On a local level, the mayor has already signed off on it. And usually the mayor is going to sign off on what the, what the state has signed off on, and the state is going to sign off on what the president has already signed off on. Now, and, and, and some things work a little different according to the municipalities, the different areas. But still, the police officers now is responsible to enforce what has been signed off on. What is your responsibility as a man of God? What is your responsibility as a woman of God? Woman of God to enforce what <laughs> the Father has signed off on in the blood of Jesus. Now, let's take my, uh, use Kathy and myself. Kathy and I uh, has been married for 26 years, going on 27. Now, have we experienced opposition? Absolutely. Let me share this with you. Let's make it real. Let's break it down. Let's make it plain. This is how it works. When we got married... We was joined together in holy matrimony. That's what the preacher that who stood in the place of God joined us together in holy matrimony. In other words, when the preacher brought, uh, 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 did the ceremony, when the preacher did the ceremony, he's representing Jesus. What he was actually doing, he was releasing heaven in the union, or he was bringing us together under God, not under the earth, not under the earth, but under God. So now, who is the enemy of God? Satan. So what is Satan's responsibility? What is his job? To come against whatever is God. Is divine health God? Yes. Is the resurrection God? Yes. Was Jesus of death authentic? Yes. Was his resurrection authentic? Yes. Was his ascension in the throne authentic? Yes. So did Jesus really conquer sin? Yes. Did Jesus really conquer death? Yes. 
So sin came in the world as a result of Adam's Adam. So what is Satan going to do? Anything that is of God, he's going to assault it. He's going to attack it. He's going to try to manipulate it. He's going to try to destroy it. He's going to try to kill it. So therefore, let me ask you a question. Now this is wise, very wise, very wise for you when you get married, don't go to the courthouse. And a lot of you that go to the courthouse, what you don't realize and understand, you got a sinner joining you together in holy matrimony when they ain't holy themselves. So think about it. Does that make your marriage legitimate? A lot of Christians' marriages is not legitimate because they, <laughs> here's a person that is not born again, but they are licensed to marry you in the name of God. That's amazing. And we don't think about these things. They're not licensed. Was, they're licensed. They are licensed to marry you in the name of God, but they are not born again. They don't even belong to God. And so, therefore, you have allowed death to be pronounced over you because they can't pronounce life over you. They don't have the power to pr pronounce blessings over you. They don't belong to God. So think about it. I guarantee you, we probably examine this thing. I guarantee you probably the high 90s. 90% of people that are in, in the church that got married at the courthouse and divorced, it probably about high 90%. So they had nothing, to, they had nothing to sustain them. I mean, God can sustain them. But they, I mean, they, they allowed an unbeliever to join them together, which they can't join them together. So did God do anything? Man did something, but heaven couldn't because the person was not sanctioned by God to marry you. So that's something you may want to think about. But anyway, let's go back to the principle, if you will. So Satan ultimately goes to attack everything that God has already signed off on in the, in the name of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. So if Kathy and I have been married 26 years, going on 27 years, have we experienced opposition? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and uh, this is the thing. So if there was no devil, if there was no death, if there was no sin, would we be experiencing these things? Absolutely not. But I just thought you just told us earlier that God, through his son Jesus, defeated and conquered Satan, sin, and death. He did. He did. I'm gonna give, let's, let's make it plain to you. Have anybody ever stolen something in this nation? Uh-huh. Is it against the law to steal? Yes. Have anybody ever broken anybody's home in this nation? Yes. Is it against the law to break in people's home? Yes. Is it against the law to trespass people's property. Yes. Have anybody ever trespassed anybody's property? Yes. Is it against the law? Well, I won't use that. I will use something spiritual, <laughs> a spiritual law. <laughs> so, so is it against the law for anybody to rob anybody? Yes. Have anybody ever robbed anybody in this nation? Absolutely. But you said it's against the law. It is. But have anybody ever done it? Yes. So when you say it's against the law, but people break the law all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So is it a law? Has, is there a law stating that when Jesus died on Calvary's cross, rose from the dead, ascended, and now sits on the right hand of the Father, is it a law that Jesus rules with all authority? Is there a law in the heavens stating that? Yes. Is there a law in the earth stating that? Yes. 
all authority. So when I ask you a question, have anybody ever stolen anything, robbed anybody, and, all, and, and everything as I said? So, but yet it's the law saying that uh, this uh, uh, law has been established that it is against the law to do these things. But people are breaking the law all the time. That means they are using authority illegally. They have no right to break in people's houses, but they're breaking in people's houses. They have no right to rob somebody, but they're robbing people. They have no right to murder somebody, but they're murdering people. They have no right to uh, uh, manipulate and this lie and to steal. They have no, but they do, they do it. They have no authority, but they're doing it. Same thing. Satan have no authority, but he's doing it. He have no authority to manipulate my marriage, but he try to do it. He have no authority to my wife, but he try to exercise authority over her. He have no authority over me, but he try to exercise authority over me. He have no right to my children, but he try to exercise authority over my children. He have no right to my finances, but he try to manipulate and exercise authority over my finances. It's illegal. It's illegal what he's doing. But the problem is we stand by and let him like it's legal. Now, what would happen to a police officer if a police officer was present and, and, and the police officer uh, was, um, was having lunch and saw somebody break in, uh, rob a, a store, rob a store, and run out, and he's sitting there, and, and he called it in, but he do nothing. He said, I'm on my lunch break. What you think most likely is going to happen? You're going to fire him. Because lunch break or no lunch break, if you see the law being violated, the reason we hired you as a police officer to enforce the law, you should have chased that person, went after that person, and you should have arrested that person and put them in jail. Are you getting this? So when Satan doing all this foolishness, that's our job. That's why you were born again. It's sort of like sort of like God hired you. Well, he really hired you. He bought you. He bought you and made you a police officer. Or he made you a law enforcement officer. Forget about police. He made you, a, you and I a law enforcement officer. He made us what? A law enforcement officer. He made you and I, me, every born-again believer, that's, I don't, don't want to fight. No, you, you're born in to the kingdom of God as a law enforcement officer. Do Satan have a right to your mind? Absolutely not. Why? Because your mind has already been purchased. It's already been purchased. Well, who do your mind belong to? It belongs to the most high God. So have any negative thought come to your mind? Yes. But what does that have? It's, it's doing what? Violating the prophet of God. Is trespassing the property of God. But we sit back and do nothing. We sit back and do nothing. And the Holy Spirit said, say something so I can help you. Holy Spirit said, do something so I can help you. We do nothing. We sit back and let the enemy bombard the mind of the Lord. When the Lord and the devil is taking out the body. How many bodies in, uh, uh, out here have the devil taken? Basically, every human being upon the face of every Christian that I know has been attacked one time or another in some kind of way, fashion, or form in their body, in their mind, in their soul. The enemy has come to attack. What do we do? What do that person do? What is our responsibility? To enforce the law. But what is the law? What Jesus did on Calvary, he conquered sin. Conquer what? Sin. And he conquered death. And he rose with what? All authority. He didn't say power. King James said power. Basically, every other translation renders it in the Greek. Authority. He rose with all authority. Because he rose with all power, Satan wouldn't be able to do this. If he rose with all power, he, there couldn't be no murders. There could not be any killing. There cannot be any stealing. There cannot be any tornadoes. There cannot be any hurricanes. There cannot be anything that is sinful if he rose with all power. He rose with all authority. Satan kept his power, but he, 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 God took his right to use his power. And it's your responsibility and my responsibility to take the authority that our Lord and Savior rose with because you and I are born again. 
and to enforce. That's what a police officer, ladies and gentlemen, is. They are authorized, authorized to enforce the law. You are authorized to enforce the law. The law of what? The law of life. The law of what? The law of righteousness. The law of what? The law of love. The law of peace. The law of joy. Everything that heaven is, that's in the kingdom, it is my responsibility and your responsibility to enforce it, to enforce it. And, and, and you've got to understand how it works. The Holy Spirit is a helper and he's not a doer. The Holy Spirit is what? A helper and he's not a doer. But what is the Holy Spirit? How does the Holy Spirit help me? The same way he helped God. He operate with his Father. With the, not his Father. Operate with the Father. Well, how do you operate with the Father? The Father speaks. The Holy Spirit performs. The Father what? Speaks. The Holy Spirit performs. Remember in the word of the Lord, Genesis chapter 1, uh, when God created the heavens and the earth, the world was that form and void, and darkness was upon what? The face of the deep. And the Spirit of God did what? Hovered. Excuse me. He hovered over the waters. Now, we just said the earth was what? Without form. And the earth was what? Void. And darkness was where? Over the face of the deep. Where was darkness? Over the face of the deep. And where was the Holy Spirit? He was brewing over the face of the deep, which was dark. Now, the Bible said God is light, and in him there is no darkness. Now, if God is light, Jesus got to be light. If Jesus is light, the Holy Spirit got to be light. But the Holy Spirit is present in the midst of darkness, doing absolutely nothing. Nothing. He's present in the midst of a formless and void earth, darkness upon the face of the deep. That means it's chaotic, death all around, but the Spirit of God is moving. The Spirit of God is hovering over the waters, doing absolutely nothing until God starts speaking. God said, let there be light in that same Holy Spirit that was hovering over the darkness. Same Holy Spirit. Once he heard that word, the word of God, he took that word and began to create. He began to create what came out of the mouth of God. How many of us have the Holy Spirit hovering and doing nothing because there's no word from the mouth of God being released over your darkness? And what the problem is, you say, but I've been speaking, I didn't see nothing. Because you've been, you didn't speak by faith. You didn't speak by faith. I have experienced darkness come over me. Darkness come over my wife. Darkness come over my marriage. Darkness come over my children. Darkness come over panorama. What am I going to do? Am I sit there, cry, pout, whine, and say, why me, God? Or am I going to say, let there be light? Am I going to say, I forbid the functions and the operation of the workings of darkness? I release right now the divine and perfect will of God. I release the light of God. I release the love of God. I release union to the spirit of the bond of peace. I release the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. I release the anointing of God that destroys all satanic, demonic, fleshly, and soulish manipulation. I release the light of God in my spirit, soul, heart, mind, and even my physical body. I release him, divine health in my spirit, soul, heart, mind, and body. I release the light of God in Kathy's spirit, soul, heart, mind, and body, in Ebony Exceeding Monies. And I release right now the life of God in Kathy's spirit, soul, heart, mind, and body, Ebony Exceeding Money. Even now, in the name of Jesus, I release it in Panorama. I release it in her leadership. I release it in Doma. I release it in the lives and the hearts and the minds of every apostle, every prophet, every evangelist, every pastor, every teacher. I release the light of God in in my community, I release the light of God in South Florida. I release the light of God in the extended north, south, east, and west. Even now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I release the light of God to the heavens above. I release the light of God to the earth beneath. Even now, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I release your righteousness and I release the life of Jesus in the assigned region, in my community, in the atmosphere, in the air that I breathe. I speak it, decree, and declare it. I release unity of the spirit. 
in the bond of peace, in my marriage, in my children's life, in panorama, in my spiritual sons and daughters' life. I release unity to the spirit and the bond of peace in every apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher's life and those that are under the authority even now in the name of Jesus. I release the righteousness and the life of God in the midst of the spirit, soul, heart, mind, and body of our president, his spouse, and his children, his staff in Jesus' mighty name, in the midst of Congress, in the midst of our mayors and governors and city commissioners, city councilmen, even now in the name of Jesus. I release the divine protection of the Most High God, the angels of the living God, and kept right about in everyone's life that's in relationship with me that is connected to me my extended family even now in the name of the Lord Jesus I cancel right now in the name of Jesus the spirit of death and destruction you have no right death you have no right destruction because sin has been conquered sin has been defeated so therefore call down the fire of God upon you even now in the name of Jesus that which is illegal that which is not authorized that which has not been sanctioned by heaven itself by the throne of God, by the Most High God, by the Lord Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, and I call down the fire of God upon it now, let it be consumed now in Jesus' name, I bind it, I rebuke it, I cast it down, I cut it off, I cast it forth, even now in the name of Jesus, I render you inoperative, I render you inactive, I render you ineffective, now in Jesus' name, it's my job to enforce. My job to forbid the illegal and to enforce that which is legal. Legal with the, with the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus um, made legal. He made your life legal. He made your marriage legal. He made your children legal. He made your, your grandchildren legal. He made your grandmama and granddaddy and grandfather. Grand, um, your father and your mother, your brothers and sisters, nephews and nieces, uncles and aunts, they become legal as a result of Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. He made your money legal. Money have a right to come to you. Money belongs to you. The silver, the gold, the platinum, the precious stones, it all belongs to you. But the illegal is dominating it. The illegal is using it. The illegal is taking, taking hold of the wind, taking hold of the ocean, taking hold of the earth, and causing earthquakes and tornadoes, hurricanes. God is not the God of destruction, but he has to destroy it because he find, have not found anyone that was standing in the gap and built the hedge that he destroyed not the land. Demons only have a legal right because of sin. If sin has been conquered, then out of your mouth, you decree and declare sin has been conquered in my spirit, in my soul, in my heart, in my mind, in my body. Sin has been conquered, and I have no right to sin, and sin has no right to me. And the Holy Spirit who lives in us is released to make that happen in my spirit, in my soul, in my heart, in my body. I speak, decree, and declare, sin have no right to Kathy. Sin have no right to Ebony, ecstasy, and money. Sin have no right to Panorama. Sin have no right to my mother, my brother, sister, nephew, nieces, uncles, and aunts. Sin has no right to my in-laws. Sin has no right to Doma. Sin has no right to my spiritual sons and daughters, nor their spouses, and nor their children, and nor those that's in relationship with them and under their authority. Sin has no right. And I forbid the functions and the operation of the manipulation of the powers of darkness through sin. So sin has been cut off, and you've been cut off. I cut Satan off from his operation in my life, in my marriage, in panorama, in my destiny, in my future, my past, my present, my future. You have no right. You've been cut off because sin has been conquered. Sin has been defeated. So death has been conquered, and death has been defeated. So therefore, I release the life of Christ, 
and the righteousness of Christ in my past, my present, my future, my destiny, my purpose, my marriage, my children, my grandchildren, and my children's children. Panorama, the South Florida, in Jesus' name. Now, what am I doing? I'm enforcing what has been written in blood. 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 I speak, decree, and I declare the salvation, the deliverance, the restoration, and the reconciliation in harmony and favor with the Most High God, my disciples, and my generation disciples, my spiritual sons, Kathy's disciples, Ebony, Exceeding Money's disciples, every man, woman, one girl, panorama disciples. I speak, decree, and declare. Dichotomy, macamony, segregation in the midst of the enemy of your salvation, the enemy of your deliverance, the enemy of your restoration, the enemy of your reconciliation, the enemy of your of the spirit of truth, the enemy of your righteousness, the enemy of the life of Christ in your life. I speak dichotomy, macamony, segregation in the midst of every enemy of your destiny or purpose, the enemy of your mentorship, the enemy of your discipleship. I speak dichotomy, macamony, segregation in the midst of it and come in to be rooted up and rooted and I drive it out. By the finger of God, and I enforce the law of God concerning you. The law of righteousness, the law of the life of Christ, the law of your salvation, the law of your deliverance, the law of your restoration, the law of your reconciliation, the law of your faith, trust, and confidence in the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, and enthronement of the Lord Jesus Christ, the revelation, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the restoration. Excuse me. The law of your prayer life, the law of your study life, I enforce it now. The law of your intimacy, the law of love, I decree and declare our disciples and generation disciples loves the Lord with all of their heart, mind, soul, and strength. And they love their neighbor as themselves. I speak it, I decree it, and I declare it to be so, even now in Jesus' name. I forbid the function and the operation of carnality. Carnality operates as a result of sin. Sin you have been conquered so therefore carnality has been put to death by the Holy Spirit of the Most High God. You've been put to death. You've been put to death in the name of the Lord Jesus. You have no right to us in Jesus' name. Your assignment has been canceled in the name of Jesus. I forbid the function of fear. Sin is your foundation. So therefore your foundation has been destroyed. So therefore spirit of fear and torment. Fear man, fear of authority, fear of demons, all manners of phobias. You have been destroyed even now in Jesus' mighty name. Even the manipulation has been arranged against you. The plots, the plans, the strategies, and the stratagems has been arranged against you. I forbid them to function. They have no right to you. No curse can light upon you. You've been redeemed from every curse. Not only you've been redeemed from the curse, the earth has been redeemed from the curse. God's creation has been redeemed from the curse. Your parents has been redeemed from the curse. Your husband, your wife, your children has been redeemed from every curse. No curse can light upon you. Only way a curse can light upon you is because of sin. But Jesus has conquered sin for us. Jesus became sin for us. I'm not going to become again what Jesus became for me. He became sin for us, so therefore I refuse to become sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My spouse and my children is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My health is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Peace of mind is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My mind, my thoughts, my imagination, my soul is the peace of God. My, my spirit is is their peace and the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Panorama is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The assigned region is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The community that I live in is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus, who knew no sin, became our sin, ladies and gentlemen, that we might be made the righteousness of God in his son Jesus.
and his son Jesus. This is it. This is our due season. This is our set time. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank God for the Spirit of God reminding us of who we are. And I pray that you was encouraged today. Your faith was built today. Faith without works is dead. I pray that you was quickened by the Spirit of the living God to rise up and now to begin to enforce that which has been written in blood. My wife has been challenged with a sore gum. And uh, she uh, uh been in pain for the last few days um, prior to her going to the dentist. Wednesday night, she asked me, could she stay home? I didn't tell her not to stay home. I didn't tell her to stay home. I just I put some principles before her to give her a choice. And she had some principles that we've been teaching on, re- on the resurrection, on restoration, reconciliation. She made a choice to go ahead and go to Bible study. By doing that, what are you doing? Reconciliation, we have the ministry of reconciliation in word and deed. She didn't say nothing. She did something. By getting up going to Bible study while you're in pain, put God and the Holy Spirit in a position to manifest reconciliation, only if you believe. Because you can go to church and still don't believe, you're just going. Ain't nothing going to happen. You will not experience the supernatural. You're not going to experience anything. See, we have to, that's, this has to become a reality to all of us for us to help each other. We have to help each other be doers of the word. Help each other to believe in the death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and enthronement. And what I mean by that, what was accomplished through his death, what was accomplished uh, for us in his death, what was accomplished in his resurrection, and what was accomplished for us in his resurrection, what was accomplished in his, in his ascension and enthronement, and what was accomplished for us when he ascended and now he sits on the right hand of the Father. It's made available to all of us. We have to help each other. We have to remind each other who we really are and what Jesus has really done. It's easy for me to preach this, teach this. is another thing for me to exercise this when all hell break loose against me, when my body is wrecked in pain. And I stand. And have to keep speaking the word of the Lord. I had to do that yesterday. Uh, I, I was on the ladder trying to do something, clean a vent, and the next thing I know, uh, the ladder was kind of shaking, and I failed. Never failed a day of my life. And uh, my hand swelled up. But immediately I began to forbid a breakage because I fell on my arm and my hand. I forbid it. Walk into this first. Immediately I start praying. I start warring. I start battling. I really didn't pray, but I start speaking to my body, speaking to my arm, and speaking to my hand. I forbid fracture. I forbid anything that's broken. Not so in Jesus' name. I forbid the swelling. It went ahead and swelled up, but I did not yield to it. I believe that I received I'm healed. I don't care what it looked like in the natural. I believe that I received I'm healed. And kept on speaking to it and speaking to it and speaking to it. And I did my part so the Holy Spirit can do his part. Did not complain, did not murmur, did not grumble, did not say uh, uh, my arm is broke, my hand. Didn't say, no, 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 I refuse. My time been up unless someone have uh, a prayer request, which I see nobody in chat with a prayer request, and nobody has turned on their uh, phone for a prayer request. Ladies and gentlemen, do not forget Starting this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're going to go an extra day because uh, Thursday is the National Day of Prayer. Thursday is the National Day of Prayer. So what I'm going to probably do is get some of my spiritual sons and daughters, and I probably on Thursday, and we'll begin to pray and get them assignments to start to pray for this nation, and not only the nation, but the nations of the world, but especially our nation. We need a move of God, and we need to pray that God uh, will not allow our president to be manipulated to go against the will of God, even the will of God for the nation of Israel, and that he will come up under the influence of the Holy Spirit and not demon spirits. 
and that every every satanic and demonic manipulation towards our president, that we was we will cancel it as we come together as a nation and we begin to pray for those that's in position of authority. Our president, Congress, our mayors, uh, our governors of our state, mayors of our cities, our commission of our regions, and the city councilmen uh, uh, of certain uh, new uh, geographical locations, and uh, our armed force officers. We need to pray for all those in position of authority, every apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. We need to pray for them. We need to pray for every, the head of every household, all of those in position of authority to make decisions. And let's believe God for signs, wonders, and notable miracles that will break out, break out Thursday. Well, we're going to believe God Monday. But God will uh, 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 bring it to a climax as everyone, I pray that every church in this nation that is of God will pray on Thursday. And do something on Thursday in the areas of prayer, intercession, and warfare. Let's believe God for an open heaven over this nation, that God will cleanse this nation, and God will have mercy upon this nation, forgive this nation for sin, and forgive the leaders, the leadership of, of, of our nation, in our states, in our cities, of their sins, and that righteousness will prevail. Can we believe God? So call your family and friends up. Let us join forces. If you can't get there on the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, get there on Thursday. You can go to the website uh, uh, concerning that, and you can get that information uh, on our website uh, for the last uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 5.30 a.m., 5.30 a.m., that's May, that's, excuse me, May, um, uh, that's April the 29th, 30th, and May 1st, and May 2nd. April the 29th will be Monday, Tuesday will be the 30th, Wednesday will be the 1st, Thursday will be the 2nd. Let's join forces. We love you. Thank God for you. And I pray that the Spirit of God would take this word today and he'll work this word in the heart of the minds of his sons and daughters. And that day you will be stirred up and you will rise up in the greater love of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and begin to exercise the authority that he's given unto you to enforce the laws that have been written in the blood of the Lamb. This has been your host, Dr. J. McKenzie. Uh, with the master key. Not only that, tomorrow let your service be great. I pray that God will use your pastor tomorrow, and I pray that your service be full of the glory of God, the presence of God, the anointing of God. I pray that you all would experience a level of measure of unity like you had never experienced before. May God cancel all chaos and confusion and distraction, all satanic and demonic manipulation. Let it be canceled in your church services tomorrow. Let it be canceled over your praise team tomorrow. Let it be canceled over your man of God, your woman of God tomorrow, over the congregation and the visitors that shall visit you tomorrow. And may the Lord God join them in covenant with you as you covenant with him. God bless you. We love and appreciate you once again. This has been your host, Dr. E. J. McKenzie, the Master Key. Let the rest of your evening be blessed and restful. In Jesus' name, amen.